Hello and welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, February 15th, 2021 which means it is President's Day in the U.S. of A. Happy President's Day to those who are celebrating or having a day off. We also have the Sunset Series Happy Hour Talk today, where we will be speaking with Jeremy Sultan, who could be an advocate for the immigrant community in Israel. Join us on Zoom or on Facebook Live. You can find the links to these on my personal and professional reporter Facebook pages. Jeremy will be speaking about life in Israeli politics, the special interests of immigrants, and Yamina's special positioning in the upcoming elections. Yamina is the name of his party. So we are going to be asking him questions. I will be taking questions and getting you answers. So if you want to know more about this party or about Jeremy or about the immigrant community in Israel, join on in. Again, you can find that information on my personal and professional Facebook pages, Shanna Fold. Now, let's get to the news. More than 600 international judo fighters are arriving in Israel for a tournament, despite the fact that Ben-Gurion Airport remains closed for regular or traditional flights. Well, this is sparking debate over whether or not an event like this of this scale should be held at all. Critics of the tournament express their frustration that Israeli citizens, both at home and abroad, have had their mobility taken away while hundreds of athletes are being allowed to come into the country. Critics are also concerned about the pandemic ramifications that may come from such a tournament. Supporters of the event claim that rigorous health measures are being taken to avoid spreading COVID and that Israelis should recognize the economic benefits of hosting such an event. The tournament will help employ thousands of Israelis, but health experts still fear that an event of this size could have a rough impact on the country's coronavirus battle. Tell us what you think about this story on our social media. We're going to have a special clip posted there on Instagram and on Facebook. So chime in. Let us know what you think. This is a really contentious story. At the end of January, Israel confiscated hundreds of thousands of shekels and various other items being transferred from Turkey to the West Bank. The Defense Ministry's Special Unit for Counterterror Financing, along with the Shin Bet Security Service and the Customs Authority, determined that the money was meant to fund operatives of Hamas in the West Bank and that it was meant to help them conduct terrorist attacks. Well, Turkey is home to Hamas organizers and sympathizers. That's what the relation is. Defense Minister Benny Gantz praised the efforts of those who led the investigation, saying that Israel will always be relentless when it comes to preventing terrorism. Construction of the new and improved U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem has been approved. There was an existing building there before, but it was more of an outpost and not an official embassy building. Since the embassy used to be in Tel Aviv before President Donald Trump moved it in 2018, now it has a new home in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, the capital of the Jewish state. 
The spot in the Arnona neighborhood of Jerusalem will become a five-floor building and another building in a different complex will be constructed into a 10-floor building just nearby. The neighbors next door say that they are not happy about having their view obstructed or that plans were pushed through so rapidly. Others say that this is what it means to live in an ever-changing capital city. The buildings are expected to be up by 2026. Hello everyone, happy Monday. It's Shanna with two N's. Do you want to support this show so that it can continue to come out daily? Well, if you do want to hear this show daily, you can send over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. We have one central link in the show notes, which is good because there you can click on it. It will take you to the page where you can put in your credit card details and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism and that you can get all your information in one quick place. You can also follow us on social media at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. That's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. In the wake of the Abraham Accords signed in 2020, Jewish communities of the Persian Gulf have banded together to create a communal organization to oversee Jewish life. Well, if you already forgot what the Abraham Accords are, they are the peace and normalization treaties signed between Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain. Sudan and Morocco followed suit shortly after. The Association of Gulf Jewish Communities, as it is being called, will bring together Jews in Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE, or the United Arab Emirates. The AGJC, as it is called for short, will be led by the Lebanese rabbi Dr. Eli Abadi. The association will establish a Jewish court being called the Beit Din of Arabia and create an Arabian kosher certification agency through the Gulf countries so that people can have certified kosher food. Rabbi Abadi will preside over historical rituals such as bar and bat mitzvahs, brit milot, and weddings. The importance of creating a Jewish education system has been stressed as well. In the spirit of religious diversity in the region, the UAE has announced the construction of an interfaith complex in Abu Dhabi, which will include a synagogue. It is slated to welcome guests in 2022. The first ambassador to Israel from the United Arab Emirates is sworn in. And Dubai's ruler, who is also the UAE vice president, did that swearing-in ceremony. The name of the new ambassador is Mohammed Mahmoud Al-Kaja, and he's now the official envoy to Israel. The UAE is putting their embassy in Tel Aviv, and Israel will have its embassy in Abu Dhabi. During the ceremony, the leader said that he intends for the envoy to have the sincerest, friendliest relation with Israel and to do a great job. Environmentalists are speaking up to warn of a potential ecological disaster. The UAE-Israeli oil pipeline agreement, which would bring crude oil from the Emirates to a pipeline in the Red Sea port of Eilat, which is an aging port, is supposed to come into fruition within a few months. But Israeli experts say one potential leak or one spill and it could wreak havoc on the beautiful coral reefs that live under the surface, feeding fish and other underwater beings. Concerns that oil tanks are ugly and will change the landscape of a lot 
have come up as well. The city is meant to be a beautiful tourist spot. Protesters organized in a parking lot overlooking the area just days ago. They held signs and chanted, saying, The profits aren't worth the destruction of the coral reefs, which would just be 200 meters away from the tanks. In a reversal of policy, the Jewish National Fund approved a proposal to greenlight the purchase of private land in the West Bank in an effort to expand and construct new Jewish settlements. As part of the proposal, the JNF leadership has set aside 38 million shekels, or around 12 million U.S. dollars, for the acquisition of land in the West Bank. JNF's board of directors will not deliberate on the issue until after Israel's March 23rd election, as per Defense Minister Benny Gantz's request. Gantz expressed his concerns with the decision, calling it extremely sensitive, as he is worried that the move will affect Israel's relationship with the Biden administration, who is committed to forming bilateral negotiations toward a two-state solution. And finally, Eden Aline, an Israeli pop singer and Jerusalem resident, will represent Israel in the 2021 Eurovision Song Contest. Aline, who was originally meant to compete in 2020 before the event was canceled, will be the first person of Ethiopian descent to represent Israel at the Eurovision competition. Her song titled Set Me Free was selected with a public vote. Aline hopes to bring home Israel's fifth victory since Eurovision was started in 1973. The competition is going to be held virtually. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Monday, February 15th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 11 degrees Celsius and a high of 19 degrees. That's 51 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 67 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It just came out this morning, but if you want it and you didn't get it, send me a message. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You'll also get the Cliff Notes version of our original stories, investigations, and interviews. You can sign up by using the link in the show notes. Thank you to Miles Gilbert and Benny Forstad for your contributions to the research and writing of today's show. I'll send you off with Cheery Beam by Erica Crawl. She's a talented Israeli DJ, and she makes lots of interesting noises in her tracks using household items. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week.